in this episode of The Full Nerd, Ryzen Threadripper, Core i9, and Vega is here. Kinda, sorta. Welcome to The Full Nerd, episode 23, recorded on May 19th, 2017. I don't know why we give the dates like anybody cares. I'm Gordon Ung with co-host Brad Charkas. Hey, y'all. Reviews editor Eleni Yee. Hey, everybody. And controlling the vertical and horizontal is Adam Patrick Murray, who will now try to disconnect us from nope, the actual uh, topics you care this about. This episode brought to you by Forks. Uh, it helps people eat all over the world every day. Go to your f- local fork provider and get yourself some good old forks. Well, what if you like spoons? Whoops. <laughs> I'm a fat guy. No, I'm just like kidding. That wasn't the end. That was a joke. I, Adam, are you saying if you like had the one utensil in your... See, I'm taking it off the rails now. You would take a fork over the spoon? That's like your choice? What would I take? Are you on the island. You got like one... The plane's going down. You got to grab one thing out of the galley. Plane? Uh, uh, a fork, knife, or spoon? Ni- well, what kind of knife? Butter knife? Well, steak it's a, knife? It's a plane knife, so it's probably like made out of saran wrap. So... Uh... Come on, look, he did too late. I, I would say gone. Knife, now knife, you got nothing. Knife, <laughs> knife. I'm going for the knife. Look at that decision tree. You'll never make it. Well, because you can find scoopable items on an island easy enough, but something sharp enough to cut, you know? Yes, but generally the knife is your preference. knife that we're talking about. Well, knife. you know, oh, I was, I was going to say I had my Leatherman tread on, uh, but no, it doesn't have a knife it on it. It doesn't have so. a knife. TSA compliant. Okay, <laughs> now we probably lost anybody who haven't showed up. I'm going to try to get us back on topic. We're going to be talking about Threadripper, Core i9, and Vega. And the first thing I want to talk about is Vega, because I don't know anything about it except, man, it looks pretty cool. It's here, right, Brad? It's here. The first Vega graphics card is here, but it's not for any of us. Why? We've all been waiting for Vega. And at the AMD Financial Analyst Day event earlier this week, AMD finally introduced Vega, the Vega Frontier Edition, which I think is pretty funny jab at NVIDIA Founders Edition. Uh, I'm sorry, Brad. <laughs> uh, j- just so we stay official, it's uh, RX Vega. I need you to stay on uh, on topic. Uh, or on is it RX This Vega? is not RX Vega. What? This is Radeon Vega, because this is for developers. Oh, uh, I forget wait. they said product designers. Hold up. Imagination engineers. Imagination stuff like engineers. that. This is for developers. <laughs> developers. Like Disney. Oh my god, is that a title? <laughs> well, Disney yeah, have the their imagineers. The new frontiers, right? <laughs> no, but I, I just like can you really have a job as an imagine engineer? Holy man, oh, I yes. could get that job. I'm just saying Disney calls <clears throat> used to call their people Imagineers. No, they still I don't do. know if they still they do. They still do. They oh, do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Imagineers is different version. than... It might have been Emergent Engineer. I think it was a fancy way to avoid saying VR developer or augmented reality developer and pissing off half the, the base. <laughs> I'm just thinking because I, I could then tell people I'm I'm an engineer. Oh, oh yeah? What do you do? No, I make stuff up. I imagine it. Imagine it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, so this is this is a pro card, right? This Vega. is yeah, a pro card. It's not necessarily like uh, for data centers like Radeon Instinct, but it's being sold under their pro brand. It's not RX consumer brand. Um, it's still pretty interesting because it gives us some details about what to expect out of Vega. The card has 16 gigabytes of HBM2 memory, high bandwidth memory. Hmm. Uh, it has just like the Fury X, 4,096 stream processors, so it's a pretty big GPU. Uh, and they showed it gaming at over 60 frames per second, between 60 and 70 frames per second in Sniper Elite 4. What res? That 4K resolution. Oh, okay. Although they didn't provide any 
you know, they didn't say what graphic settings they were running, so it's kind of hard to compare. But, it, you know, that rate is probably somewhere around GTX 1080, 1080 Ti levels. Right. And that's not bad for a pro card, right? Because No, it's not bad for a pro card at all. And uh, Raja Kadori, the Radeon boss, actually did a follow-up AMA on the AMD subreddit. And he said that uh, consumer versions of the card will actually be faster than this Frontier Edition, faster than what they were showing. Hmm. Uh Presumably both because of hardware and also because they'll have gaming optimized drivers. So, yeah, go ahead. So, uh, I was going to say, uh, first off, size in the chat. Hi, Sai. Hey, Sai. Uh, also, uh, Daniel on, on YouTube says, uh, how much profit is in deep learning cards? I mean, what, are they putting this out there just to kind of get tons. expectations? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you can sell cards to professionals rather than consumers, like whenever we're <clears throat> dealing with consumer cards, you know, we're always judging price to performance ratio. Developers are performance. You know, these people will pay money, lots of money to get things that kick butt. And I've been thinking this this whole time with Vega, the way it's being built with the high bandwidth cache controller with HBM2 memory, the fact that it can connect to outside memory. It's like they're building it more to start getting into that uh you know that market that Nvidia's had up until this point. The deep learning, you know, the data center. Yeah, so I'm not surprised to see this first card target developers. Yeah, and then typically those those <laughs> what are those Pascal the high end deep learning cards cost? I mean, like we're like, oh my god, Titan X cost twelve hundred dollars. That's thousands like a, and thousands. thousands of dollars. So <laughs> pretty good money there, and, and clearly, I think we all agree deep learning is the new technology exploitable buzzword. So we can all deep learn everything, right? So mm -hmm. crap loads of money. It just always makes me think of the movie Deep Impact. I don't know why. It wasn't a good movie. Well, they do have a similar word, I guess. <laughs> just slightly similar. I'm going to disagree. Not that I want to. I actually, I think that movie was is not as bad as, as, as you think it was. Because, only because it came out competing with Armageddon, which is was also an, an asteroid movie. And I, if you watch Deep Impact and you watch Armageddon, you'd be like, oh, yeah, give me the Deep Impact Blu-ray, you know? But one had Aerosmith <laughs> and the other didn't. Yeah, and that's exactly, look, in Deep Impact, you're like, yeah, humanity really should survive. In, in, in what Armageddon, I was like, oh, man, I can see why the asteroid's coming for us. We, we deserve it. We deserve it. <laughs> Right? Ben Affleck and whatever her face is. Why, Liv Tyler. Why would you kill yourself? Why would you sacrifice yourself for Ben Affleck is all I'm going to say. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'll take Bruce Willis. I like it. The whole, I was like, oh man, we, if we have to take out the entire planet, all of humanity to take out Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler so you never have to think about that scene again, that's like, deal. Come now on, right? you have right? a song in it's, my head. I'm not going to forgive you for right, that one. See, that's for the same thing. Uh, don't hum this it. Is on uh, topic, we don't have the, the license. This is all talking about new frontiers, and those are all space related, right? <laughs> uh, that? I, but I, I do have a good uh, comment on Facebook. Uh, Don is asking uh, AMD Vega, what's next? AMD M Bison, AMD Balrog, AMD Sagat. Uh, <laughs> AMD Blanca, come yeah, on. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's They'd what. They have to color it green, right? That'd be <laughs> it's blue, though, right? This card is blue. This card is, there's two different versions of the Frontier Edition. There's an air-cooled blue one with gold accents, and there's a liquid-cooled gold one with blue accents that has an integrated uh, liquid cooler that looks like the Fury X. And Raja Kadori said that one runs a little bit faster than the air-cooled version. Fancy. Um, another thing that's interesting about this Frontier Edition announcement is that it's coming out in late June. That's when it's sitting in the streets. And at the very bottom of Raja Kadori's post about... The Frontier Edition, he said, yes, you can game on this card, 
But if you're interested in gaming, wait a little bit longer for RX Radeon Vega, so the consumer cards. So he also said recently that they're going to be showing more about the consumer cards at Computex. He said that in his AMA. Mm. But the wording of it sounds like we might be waiting past June for these Vega cards. We'll have to see. Maybe we'll know more mm. at uh, Computex. But it sounds like the wait for Vega for normal people is going to be a little bit longer. So uh, Raphael on Facebook uh, says pro cards are always more stable. Is that true? Uh, I, I, don't, I wouldn't agree with that. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say that, but yeah, a, a they do stock. put a lot of work into support, you know, for all those kinds of things. And they tend to like, uh, they don't get quite as aggressive with uh, overclocks and stuff like that because, you know, stability is important, but I wouldn't necessarily say they're more stable. Yeah. And I would think most game, most gaming cards, you can run those things flat out 24 hours, 48 hours a day. I've, you know, we've done that over, like you just run it like for a week and they don't, they don't explode. So they make a product that they have to warranty, so they're not going to push it to the edge. Um, from the factory, usually an overclock card might be a little different, you know, from a, an AIB add-in board vendor. But I, you know, Brad, I want to ask you, you know, because I don't think I think in all this, I just realized between the last one, did we talk about Volta last time? I don't Volta. Think, no, I don't think. I don't we think did. So. all no, the Volta news from the, the Volta came out. Nope. Didn't they? But uh, didn't uh, didn't Jensen talk about their sort of like Volta next gen part at um at GTC? Oh, yeah, and that thing's a freaking monster. It's right. by far the biggest GPU ever announced, 815 millimeter squared. Uh, it's also targeted at deep learning, just like uh, you know developers and stuff, just like this card, because that's where the money is. I'm not surprised to see that's where they're starting out. And I don't want to derail the Vega conversation too much, but that thing's a beast. It's also full of special hardware specifically for deep learning tensor cores and stuff so it's kind of hard to translate into what that'll mean for consumers but it's really interesting to see volta coming out right now before the vega launch because with pascal nvidia introduced volta and then they had the gtx 10 series launch like a month later so i mean people are saying maybe the beginning of next year for nvidia's volta cards but if they launch it sooner depending on vega's performance the amd could be in for a rough time Hmm. Now, of course, both Volta, the deep learning part, and and the Rainion Frontier are HBM2. Do you think the consumer yes. cards versions will actually be HBM2, or are they going to go more GDDR5? Vega definitely will. Oh, really? Vega definitely will. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'm pretty sure. I'm not. Don't quote me, actually. I'm <laughs> You've already quoted yourself. <laughs> I'm 99% sure they've confirmed that HBM2 will be in Vega, right? Wow. <laughs> so I but guess they were talking about uh, in the AMA today. Someone asked them about that. Are we going to see, you know, a 16 gigabyte HBM2 Vega? And they couldn't say too much because as a publicly traded company, they can't talk about unannounced products, blah, blah, blah. But he, uh, Roger Kadori, said in response to that, you know, we're, you know, we're definitely looking into that kind of a deal. So, wow. I just wouldn't, I just would think HBM2 would just increase the cost and, and uh, enough to make it uh, tough to include it over just GDDR5X. Well, I mean, uh, the Fury cards had HBM1. Yeah. I, it would be weird to back away from HBM2 now that it's available, wouldn't it? Yeah, but I mean, I think a lot of people thought one of the things that sort of really hurt Fury was like, you know, like <laughs> you couldn't get the cards anywhere because a lot of people really thought the the HBM yields were pretty bad. But I, I'm yep. going to guess HBM2 is better. So, 
people are saying, speculating that that might be the reason why Vega hasn't launched yet because they're waiting for more HBM2 stock. But in the AMA last night, uh, Kadori actually addressed that directly. He said that HBM1 was kind of tight because it was coming only from Hynix. Whereas HBM2 is coming from both Samsung and Hynix. Oh, so okay. there's four manufacturers developing it. So. That helps. Do yeah. you have any idea how the consumer card is going to price in it? I mean, what are, we, what are we guessing here? It'll still, I think, totally depend on where it falls performance-wise, right? We know it does 4K60 and Sniper Elite 4. Right. Uh, they said that the consumer versions, at least some of them, will be faster. So it depends on where the final cards fall. On, uh, on YouTube, uh, Flames Tornado, great name, uh, says if they, they release them uh, at 400, NVIDIA won't have a chance. Uh, That's true. If it's, if it's doing 4K 60, and it depends. The problem with that Sniper Elite 4 demo is that we don't know the graphics settings. So it's kind of hard to draw where that's coming from. But if they release a true 4K 60 card, that would put it on par pretty much or close to the GTX 1080 Ti. And if they release something in that ballpark for 400 parks, NVIDIA wouldn't stand a chance unless well, they drop prices themselves. Right. <laughs> well, would they? Because, I mean, couldn't NVIDIA do that? Because the 1080 Ti is a... Uh, last generation at this point if Volta's coming out i mean they, they could yeah. could they theoretically cut the price of the tei to 450 500 even i mean at this point pascal is a year old yeah may 20th it's it's over a year old it was announced over a year ago so i'm sure their manufacturing process is spot on with that so i wouldn't be surprised if they could cut prices even more well uh, and i also wouldn't be surprised as far as 400 vega cards go uh it's always been speculation how many vega cards there will be but in the AMA I keep referencing, Kadori said that some flavors of Vega will be faster than the Frontier Edition, which suggests there will be multiple versions. So there might very well be a $400 card, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's the top-end one. Hmm. Um, at, least, uh, at least one person on YouTube, Five Basher, says, uh, getting tired of waiting for Vega, about to dive in and get a 1080 Ti. <laughs> yeah, that is mm. hard sometimes. It's been a long wait, hasn't it? Yeah, something that bums a lot of people are talking about that in forums and stuff. Something that bums me out reading the reactions as people are waiting for Vega is that so many people are waiting because they already have a FreeSync monitor, which is, you know, one of the ace in the holes for AMD that FreeSync is free. So it's in all kinds of monitors where it's G-Sync's premium. And I love variable refresh rate technology. But it sounds like it's becoming just what I feared, that like you buy a monitor and you have it for five or ten years, and people feel like they're locked into one particular brand because of the monitor they have, and that kind of sucks. Hmm. Um, yeah. I, I Would you do it? I mean, if you had your FreeSync panel that you got on sale, some Black Friday thing, would you Would you just go, if you couldn't wait anymore, and you're running like, a, I don't know, like a 7 Series card, would you just do it? I don't know. I mean, if you've been waiting that long, what's another month? Yeah, I like, agree with that. There's not, it's not like there's going to be like major games all coming out like in this next month that make you like burn for that new card, you know? Yeah. And the thing is, if uh, it's enthusiast level card, so if it comes out and it doesn't hang or it's not priced well, who knows? I think there's more room to move because your card's already going to be pushing. Like if you buy a GTX 1080 Ti, you don't really need G Sync or FreeSync. I mean, it's good if you're trying to push high-end 4k or something but in general your cards can be pumping out so many frames that you know it matters less yeah that's true uh, you know I, one thing I, I gotta know so like frontier 
Frontier is a space thing? Because when I heard Frontier, I thought, what did they... Or they watch too much Bonanza reruns or something like that. I saw like covered wagons and like tumbleweeds, kind of like. These are for people pushing the frontiers and stuff like that. Well, that you know, know, people in the covered (laughs) wagons explored the West, all that. So I just really, I just, I did not think Frontier was a space theme. I thought it was really a kind of like Western theme. So wow, what in the. Sorry, that was me. Uh, But Star Trek. I just think it's funny how AMD keeps, you uh, you know. Crappy down their competitors, like with the motherboard numbers versus Intel, and now the Frontier Edition versus the Founders Edition. You know, I just love how aggressive they're being with their naming. Well, I, I do, but sometimes it does feel like um, coming to America. You know, like at home, you know, <laughs> McDowell scene. They've got McDo- McDonald's, we've got McDowell's. They've got the Big Mac, we've got the Big Mick. Right? <laughs> They've got a two all beef patties on a sesame seed bun. We've got two buns on a without sesame seeds. So. <laughs> it's just like, wait, so like the chipset is like, uh, yeah, everything. It's just like whatever they're doing, but we make it sound like we're better by one, right? So, <laughs> so yeah, it sounds like we're going to know more about Consumer Vega in some way. They said it's gonna, not going to be a hard launch that day at Computex. So oh. hopefully we'll know more soon. Well, I will be on the ground at Computex. It's like a week, right? Two weeks from now. Yeah, Gordon will be there live. So maybe we'll actually get to see it. Maybe we'll try to use something live. I don't even know if they have... uh, Enough internet? If we can, if they have enough internet at this Uh, show. Yeah, we we might be able to do something. We'll see. Yeah, Yeah, we'll talk about it. Of course, it would be on uh, Taipei time, so it'd be like 4 o'clock in the morning here or something. Well, actually, but Sai would love that, right? Because he's in Fiji, right? I was just thinking of that. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, that's why he's a Radeon fan. They actually had a part named after where he's from, right? So. Boom. <laughs> Boom. All right. So, are we clearing any Vega, any more Vega issues we need to bring up besides that? I think uh, they should, it really should be a, a Western kind of themed card, but, you know, <laughs> no outstanding questions. No. I think I think we're pretty good. Uh, that covers it. Uh, one interesting bit from the AMA uh, they said that, uh, Kadori said that. Not only will the consumer versions have gaming optimized drivers, which duh, uh, he said some other goodies he can't talk about. So it might be some new software or something baked in. We'll have to see. A couple yeah. of weeks. I like that little LED in the card. I don't know. It's too bad we, we should have brought a picture of it. But if you look at the Frontier card, it's got that really neat little LED on the corner that lights mm-hmm. up. It's kind of blingy, too, I think. Which is nice. <laughs> gold accents. Well, that's Very the nice. trend these days, right? Uh, okay, well, you know, actually, I want to do, let's all, let's I just, all get. I want a rose gold. I rose just gold. I want a rose gold God, graphics card. That? Yeah, I'm waiting for the rose gold edition. I think, because uh, I like, because as a journalist, it, it is our job to just throw out crazy predictions and be wrong all the time for some reason. <laughs> I think Vega, $500. Right? I think that's, that's about the right price. For what level of performance, though? Well, for their 1080 card it'll be oh man but then 1080 or 1080 ti so it'll be between 1080 and 1080 ti i think the top end vega will be 500 dollars, and then video will cut the ti to compete with it what what did uh what's the 1080 at what they drop the 1080 well, 650 that's HBM2 ti costs a lot to make man that's why i don't think 400 is feasible i just don't think 400 <laughs> you know 400 is really tough so. I won't be surprised if they rolled out like a 1080, uh, 1070 competitor, right? So, you know, what's that? 380 bucks. If they do a Vega in that price point, I won't be surprised if they pair that with GDDR5 rather than HBM2. Right. 
But I think the top end Vega, which is what everybody's excited about, will be 500. I think that makes it makes a lot of sense. Nobody, anybody else want to get out there in that limb with me? 501. I'm not countering you, dude. It just depends kidding. on how fast it is. Is the price is right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't be a journalist. You're just supposed to. You're supposed to be. You're supposed to just throw out crazy things and guesses. I'm just. I'm saying 500 bucks. I'm gonna be right too. Wait, but how much is the 1080? Uh, 1080, 650. No, no, that's the that's, TI. That's I mean, TI. 650 TI. Uh, it's about 500 now. 1080 is 550. 500 bucks. Yeah. 500 to five. Yeah, it's a little. I'm, I'm gonna say 450. 450. For Vega. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do that. And that would be HBM too. Can't happen. <laughs> Can't be underwater I'm, right I'm when you're not on board it. with that. I don't like that. <laughs> Brad does not want to. Wait, you're not, not on board with any of the guessing, or just not on board with Adams? Adams is getting kind of wild, I think. <laughs> wow. <laughs> for the top end card, I don't think so. Well, luckily I'm not a journalist, so, you know, I just <laughs> threw numbers out there. <laughs> All right. Okay. And then Elaine is not going to risk sounding dumb, so. Nope. Well, I've already have so much paper to eat. Yeah, we that to do that I don't episode. need any more. Reckoning of all our predictions, our predictions episode. <laughs> I have a delicate stomach. Remember? <laughs> all right, but okay, I'm going to move on. This is going to be an all AMD show practically, right? Next topic: Boom Ryzen Threadripper. Threadripper. For it sounds anybody- like you want to do it like over an electric guitar, right? Like style. <laughs> Wait, but is is it officially called Ryzen Threadripper? Yes. Oh, okay. Ryzen Threadripper. Nice. And you know, uh, there were a lot of rumors that this would be called Ryzen Nine, but it is apparently officially Ryzen Threadripper. I think they even confirmed that somewhere else today, right? Yep. So, yep. Uh, which, which do you like better, Bulldozer or Threadripper? For your, uh, uh, AMD names. Well, Threadripper because Bulldozer just has just a lot of bad memories with it. Oh, because okay. at, <laughs> you, can't, that, you can't disconnect the name. Well, because at the time you're like, oh man, Bulldozer. This sounds like you know heavy duty construction material pushing <laughs> giant, you know, piles of of dirt and kind of just crushing things. But it turned out it's like, well, we meant Bulldozer. We we meant actually as fast as a bulldozer because it was like <laughs> beep beep beep. And you do like you do a handbrake encoder beep beep. Beep, come on, right? They got this thing plugged in. It's like a Tonka toy. It was not. It was those. The bulldozer was unfortunately not um, uh-huh. a shining moment for. Uh, Vichero actually did improve things, but um, bulldozer was just kind of like, oh man. So that's. I think Threadripper is definitely, and we already know what the performance of Ryzen is on. You know everything but gaming, right? So it's it's pretty, pretty awesome. It's those cores. But it, it is, I, I, and let me actually, I'm going to run down through all the rumors. Now, okay, the actual confirmed information from Intel, or gosh, Jesus, sorry. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> the, I almost called it totally wrong brand there. And that would have been like, <laughs> there would have been a bolt of lightning. So AMD did confirm it is called Ryzen Threadripper. And the only actual factual information, because there's a lot of leaks, the actual information we know, 16 cores, SMT, a la, you know, AMD's version of hyper-threading, gives it 32 threads of, of, of compute power and Threadripper. That's the only thing we know. That's, the, that's actually only confirmed con- information. Now, there's plenty of other leaks, which I, I should I go that's, through? That's the juicy part, so, right? That is the juicy part. But right. going, you know. off, going off like what Intel charges for its 10-core part, this thing must be, Threadripper is probably going to be $2,800 or something like that, right? Yeah, you would think so, right? Because tank core is one thousand seven hundred twenty dollars. <laughs> Only if they're going by Intel pricing, which they're obviously uh. not. Thank goodness for the rest of us. <laughs> oh, wait, let me break through the other. So the other rumors, and none of this is confirmed. There have been a lot of leaks. A lot of them look real. Look, you know, because you've got charts, you've got a lot of official-looking documentation. But I'm going to point out for everybody who believes that stuff is real. 
they didn't get the damn name right. It is not Ryzen 9. It is Ryzen Threadripper. So. And that stuff can be easily faked, too. So Yeah, it can be faked. I've been making stuff up and just putting it on the internet myself <laughs> just to get things going. But Made a career out of it. Yeah, so it's going to be it's gonna be a new chipset uh, uh, and a new socket. Um, I think like 4,000 some odd pin count. Uh, X399 chipset, I think, right? Is what they're saying? Yeah. And it will be a... Wait, sorry. Yes, that's what the rumor is. Yeah, that's the rumor. And also, supposedly, the rumors are, which I believe, because it's it's very similar to Naples, it will be a a quad-channel memory part. So it'll have four channels instead of two channels. And 44 PCIe lanes. So essentially, this is their competition to... You know, Intel's current. Why does I can't even get the company straight today? <laughs> the company's <clears throat> Intel's X99 platform, you know, Broadwell E, Haswell E, all that stuff, you know. So this competes with that right now. And, you know, a crap get, load of course. It's interesting. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Elena. Oh, I was going to say, uh, didn't, wasn't there something about like a window for release too? Like it's supposed to be like the rumor was like what, oh. late June or. I don't. I, they did say I think this. AMD said this summer in the stream. Yeah, they, they said yeah. this summer. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's right. It'll be this summer. Those are four things they said. So that's the only actual information we know, other than the just like rumors. Vega, more at Computex. <laughs> yeah, more at Computex. But yeah. you know, they do expect the rumors say there will be you know uh, ten core, eight core on up. You know, fourteen core versions of it. So I forget. Um, looks like it could be a monster. Clearly, if you are into multi-threaded tasks. So. It's pretty interesting to me because, like, this is the high-end desktop part designed to compete against Intel's high-end desktop parts, right? Right. But really, the Ryzen 7 series already is that, right? Because, I mean, these they started at 330. I mean, they have fewer PCIe lanes. Right. But for a sheer number of cores and stuff, I mean, the Ryzen 7 already competes pretty well against the Intel high-end parts. So it's going to be really interesting to see what a 16-core freaking cpu can do what do you even need 16 cores in a cpu for everything i mean yeah. we're talking this is the video guy right here i'm sure look at his face i'll take all look the at cores. his face yeah, <laughs> he can make use of them <laughs> yeah i i gotta say though i well when i reviewed uh, broadwell e you know 10 core I, it was a stretch to find things that could really exploit all those cores interestingly even premiere yeah well, like i, mean, I could you, do you, premiere you, and handbrake and cinebench and this at the same time and it would be like mm-hmm. uh because you were looking at, you know, those 20 threads of computing. This thing will have yeah. 30, what? 32. 32. 32. Holy smokes. Oh, that's nuts. <laughs> that is nuts. Uh, so uh, d- Daniel on YouTube's asking, uh, Love it. what's the TDP? So the TDP is not released, but I think the top end part is like 185, they're saying. I mean, it's not. Ryzen's pretty a, good. I mean, but the, uh, the Ryzen 7 chips have pretty good power efficiency. So Right. And I, I think generally that's sort of worst case scenario, but it's, it's definitely a... a a lot of heat generated by it. Is that better or worse than Broadwelly? Yeah, well, technically it's worse. I think Broadwelly is 140. So oh, okay. um, Intel is also worst case scenario. But, you know, that is 10 cores versus 16 cores. Sure. Um, and we really don't know what the final clocks are on Threadripper. That will be the interesting thing because when you're looking at these really, really high, um, high CPU core count parts, they really got to balance... Frequency versus core count because you could get a Xeon with I don't know eighteen cores or fourteen cores right now on eBay for three hundred dollars. Those things are like uh, they're awesome at, at multi-threaded tasks, but they're like like their top end turbo is like two point four gigahertz. 
So you yep. really like in gaming, that's just, you just don't, you don't have the clock speeds. And for a lot of gaming, it's, they really sort of like clock speeds. And one thing they did with Broadwell E and Turbo Boost Max is, you know, one core will run up at, at super high clock speeds. So um, they, you know, it's one thing that Intel recognizes with Broadwell E and I'm sure AMD recognizes with Threadripper 2. They have to sort of balance, like give you all the, all the cores, all the threads you want and give you reasonable clock speeds because the vast majority of things consumers do really need high high clock speeds the interesting thing that i saw i was looking at rumors as well and again they're rumors who knows anybody can write anything but the rumors that i saw suggested that threadripper speeds will be pretty much up there with ryzen 7 kind of speeds like up there pushing 3.5 right maybe even higher which would be really interesting because you don't see that in the high-end intel parts yeah although yeah i'm they don't intel does play it very safe on broadwell e they don't really have but Pretty much broadly, it's, you know, for the most part, people are hitting, you know, low fours. So they, mm -hmm. but not from factory. So, right. No, like uh, I have the 5960X here. So the eight core one, the one that was the first eight core chip, right. and it comes out of the box at three gigahertz. Yeah. And you can pump that up. I got that up over four, actually. Yeah. So yeah those, those Haswell E's were pretty much solid, you know, four four or five parts a lot of them if you had good enough cool so it's actually what i'm using on the streaming box here which uh funny <laughs> enough uh jimmy and youtube's asking if uh if i'm gonna switch the streaming machine to threadripper uh you know and recently there was an update to, to enable gpu uh, acceleration so the uh, the threads haven't been hidden too hard over here we're like sitting at like 25 percent so you know on the eight core machine so not not too bad i i don't see a need to to bump it up uh, for this stuff, but uh, also fa Five Basher is asking, uh, what do you guys think about cooler support? Considering how huge the the actual chipset's going to be, or not chipset the the high how high the yeah. TDP is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, at that point, I mean, it does seem like. Um, and then do remember they're going to be lower core count parts. So you know, like I think the rumors are like 160, 140, so you know more reasonable. TDP, but um, for the most part, I would think CLC at that point. Once you're sort of like up there, you might as well just run a CLC because. It well, I think I mean, like if you look at Intel's platform, they have you know the mainstream stuff, and then they have X99, and you know cooler makers just ship brackets for both. And right. if Threadripper ends up being popular, I think it'll be the same thing. They'll include AM4, and they'll include whatever Threadripper uses. Oh yeah, yeah, you will get a bracket for it on your. It'll be supported, but I'm I'm just kind of thinking like. Does it even make sense to try to go for air cooling at that point? You know, if you're looking at the highest end part, because some of those Wraith coolers, <laughs> they they got a little noticeable, right? Once you I wouldn't, clocks I would doubt they would ship Wraith on something like Threadripper. Right. Well, they could come out with a Wraith for yeah a higher, but higher, higher end one. I don't hate air coolers. Like I have the Cryo Rig R1 Ultimate or whatever over here, and it's massive, but it works just as well as a closed loop cooler, and it's cheaper, so. Huh, I don't hate. I don't hate on air coolers. Yeah, I mean it is higher end, but I mean these parts are going to be more affordable than anything Intel's been putting out. So yeah. you're going to be in a slightly, I think, different audience that, that are still going to be a bit cost conscious. Well, yeah. you're probably not going to try to put this in a small form factor machine, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, I would I... love to. I know, I but cooling, thing, right? Guys. I mean, I remember I had. No, that. I mean, you can do some pretty cool setups. I guess yeah. I had that Tiki. I had an 18 core. Um, they were Broadwell based. 18 core Tiki. Remember, and that thing had. This is a Falcon Northwest Tiki, which is a micro tower, and it had 18 cores. Yeah, that one's like that wide. Yeah, Yay and tall. it was the size of you know basically a an original Xbox or you know PS4, PS3. So 
but I, I'm like, as far as the air cooling versus water, I, I don't hate air coolers, but I think they're pretty irrelevant at this point. I mean, you either go stock because it's free, then you go to Hyper 212 because it's 25 bucks. From there on, I just can't see investing in an air cooler at that point. I just say, just go CLC at that point. It just makes too much sense. A good, a good air cooler will last you forever. You have no idea how long CLCs will last. If you invest in something uh, like, you know, those high-end Noctuas and stuff like that, they're quiet, they're cool, they're great. I love the look of a big, aggressive cooler. Yeah, I love I love swapping the RAM out, too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the great, big, gigantic, dual-fan Noctua. In, in, I mean, they, they're works of art. I mean, they are just beautiful, but they are sort of like... Pain they in the just butt sometimes they're a major pain and they they do seem like a, a relic of you know like like 1600 watt power supplies it's like yeah it's nice but yeah you don't need it so not anymore it's just kind of a, a strange relic you know actually I, I do want to correct one thing not not necessarily correcting because i know this will create an argument with one person or already that I've not, we've had a discussion about the pcie count in uh, z270 versus ryzen 7 ryzen 5 um you know x Gosh, is it X370? Mm-hmm. And he argues that the they basically have the exact same PCIe. And, and I, I say, yeah, that it's sort of because, I mean, it's really 24 out of both because they mm-hmm. send some to the, the chipset, the Southbridge. But my argument, and, and I do think it's not really fair to say that because Z, Z270, you're still getting 24 PCIe 3 lanes in the chipset itself. Now, yes, you are not you are massively bottlenecked getting to the CPU, but if you're a board maker, you can have, you can you can make a board with, you know, crap loads of USB 3.1, 10 gig, and crap loads of M.2 drive and all PCIe slots, all of them hot. And if you don't have those PCIe lanes, and it's limited, like say a Z97, that if you remember, you, you, you like, hey, you have to read the motherboard manual, and it would say, if you put an M.2 card in, you, slot five stops working. So you don't have to deal with that. And that is really what is better about having more PCIe lanes. Yes, theoretically, they're the same, but they're not the same because one board, you can have just crap loads of stuff populated on the board without, you know, losing, turning things off just to, to populate those slots. So I just want to say that. What I'm looking for, one of the, I mean, the 16 cores is ridiculous. I'm really looking forward to seeing what that does. Uh, but well, that's the thing I'm looking forward to in the Threadripper platform, the you know, more PCIe lanes, because that's like the one kind of knock you can give against like the 1800X and the 1700 and stuff yeah. like that. No, and I totally agree with you because and it was in a weird spot, too, because people are like 1800X, man, that goes right up against X99. And but like X99 has got like 40 PCIe lanes if you buy the, you know, $500 and up CPU and you've got just it's just a beefier everything. But the CPUs were <laughs> pretty much the same performance, but the chipset was kind of limited. But I guess what this is, Threadripper really is the part that competes with X99. So, I mean, just that that sort of I, fixes that. Are we going to do pricing guesses? Because I think that'd be a fun one to do pricing <laughs> guesses on. Should we do it now or after the next topic? Well, I, I no, do. No, we talk about now. Well, and I, I do, do have it now. Couple, yeah, it's a good segue. I do have a couple more questions, too. Uh, Daniel's asking uh, Could this chipset allow dual CPUs? Uh, I don't think Threadripper allows 2P because that, that is the one no no that you cannot do and same thing with core i7 um even though for the most part and I, there are nuances to it and the core i7 people disagree with me when i say this but for the most part it's a xeon but a xeon most of them real xeons you can run 2p right so two processors so multiprocessor. they turn that off in core i7 because it's like you want 2p go buy xeon you know yeah 
So that's I, not a normal use case. <laughs> yeah, AMD is not doing that. Although I think AMD is leaving in support for uh, ECC RAM, which Intel turns off. You know, Intel likes to make. Oh, you want professional workstation class stuff? Buy Xeon. Um, AMD seems to be a lot looser with it right now because they got nothing to lose. Uh, and, and Flames Tornado is asking uh, why doesn't why why isn't there any three to four PCIe by sixteen uh, lanes on AM4 motherboards? I'm sorry. Say again. Why? Why aren't there any motherboards with three to four PCIe by sixteen lanes? I don't. You mean you mean a board with full three yeah. by six? Because there's yeah. just not enough. There's uh, for X three seventy. There's just not enough um, PCIe to go around. It's very much you know like KB Lake, Skylake, yeah, Haswell. There's there's a there's a single uh, what there's sixteen lanes of by three, and that's all you get for the GPU. So they have to split that up. Uh, also, Sai says uh, that you should try uh, Revan air coolers. Uh, he's pretty impressed by him. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're. I mean, there's. I mean, they're beautiful. I mean, I <laughs> air coolers. I God, you know, these. There should be a museum. I will. Say, there will never be a museum of like, oh man, look at this CLC cooler because the CLC looks like an HVAC unit, right? But you like some of those. So we should like get some of those, and you get the air coolers. They're just. Beautiful, just like the the work. They're works of art. Some of them, right? But you don't want them in your rig. But what? Yeah, it's like oh, it's so beautiful. All the sharp edges on them too is what I remember. And they're like, oh yeah, the best thing is like it's this big, and I got to get to the bracket under here. And you're like, you're like trying to get it onto the motherboard or off of the motherboard in your case, and you can't. No, I just. But they are beautiful. Absolutely, works works of art. There's just some. I just yeah. I just. Like, you know, like, and I got to say, like, when you, when we e-waste everything in five years, like the only thing you save are the, are the beautiful air coolers. Cause you're going to put them on a shelf or something. Look at that. That's just like, <laughs> I still think back to some of the early P4 air coolers. Uh, there was a company, was it, is it AVC? I can't think of their name, but they made some beautiful P4 coolers and they had those, everybody's was just square blocks and theirs was rounded and they had these bent fins and it was just, just beautiful. So. I forget who did it, but there's one that did uh, like a copper. It looked like a seashell almost kind of a deal. I love those exotic air coolers, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, I, be, I believe it was passive. Oh, was it? Oh. I think. Yeah, see, especially the passive ones. So. Yeah, it was just giant, giant bronze seashell kind of looking thing. It's just like... So I love that art. stuff, but again, sorry, irrelevant in my in my in my book. They're just, they're There's relics. no room in your life for art. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess. Have you seen his desk? There's, There's no art on that. There's, desk. No, art. There's yeah. no art. None unless my kids make it. But there is something to be said for actually, you know, like having one. I guess I could see that if you have an open air rig or have a, you know, beautiful window. It's like actually, an air cooler does look nicer, you know, especially one yeah. that's just you know beautiful. But uh, yeah, but, just it's so much metal just to basically get the same performance as as a as a, a CLC. It's just like, <laughs> and then wouldn't you just go custom at that point? Man, nobody goes custom. <laughs> there are people who go custom. You, know, should, you, know, you can have a business where you just like hire somebody. They they get a Southwest flight. They come out. They're like, okay. They have their bag of parts and they 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 cool your system for you. Do the plumbing right and like, oh, it's yeah. Actually, I, I, I agree just bought a new case for a system I'm going to be building this year, and I specifically got one that has big enough because I really want to build hardline cooling because that stuff is just so sweet, mm -hmm. so nice looking. Yeah, so see. Pretty. 
That's the other thing too. Is like it used to be you could just run the flexible tube, which is like okay, that's cool. But now it's like no, no. Now you got to do the hard line. That's you know like. And then now it's like plumbing. They're actually like people who are like, yeah, we got copper, and they're like, you're and they're like with a with a propane torch, and you're brazing the line. It's just like I don't have that time. And then you know what we didn't get is Brad wanted us to put it on the line. Let's just put it on the yeah, line. Now you, he wants do you to. want to do it? Put on he the line. He didn't want to do much? it for Vega, but now he wants yeah, to. Yeah, let's go. Oh yeah, you're right. See, he doesn't want to compromise himself on Vega because he'll be covering that. But like, <laughs> well, you have no idea. You can kind of get an idea for this. You already know where the Ryzen Seven sits, right? <laughs> All right, so I, I'm going to guess 16 core Threadripper, thousand bucks. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Ah, see, that's why I said <laughs> it first. Exactly the 1800X. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It makes sense. And Intel's going to be like. Yeah, what is Intel going to do? Wait, wait, you guys want to come on? I mean, Adam Mose likes guessing. Like, Elena is like tied in with money here, so she knows. <laughs> she knows the prices of everything. I actually tend to know the prices, the sale prices of things. I don't really pay attention <laughs> to list price, you know? Because to me, that's just like, that's like the opening for the conversation. There's always room to negotiate it down. Why would you start there? Yeah, you should take the briefing for it. They'll be like, and Threadripper 16 core, Elena, it's going to be $1,000. And she'll be like, oh, wait, how about six ninety nine? What? No, I was be like, oh, well, I'll write about that when it's 800 Yeah, so she'll be trying to negotiate the price down So for everyone. I'm going to go Would with... Would that be wild, though, if it's $1,000 for 16? Like, 16 cores, that's ridiculous. I mean, we've, it's been a few days, so we're all used to it now. But when I heard that, I'm like... There's going to be a 16 core CPU coming out yeah. for consumers, which yeah. is wild. And there's a very real chance it could be a thousand bucks, which considering that's what you pay for an eight core part for Intel at this point. That's just insane. Right. Would you still like it as much if it was, if it was like 1200? Yes. Not as much, obviously. 200 bucks more is 200 bucks more. But, <laughs> so, but you'd feel okay because you'd be like 10 core, yeah. $1,700 for, <laughs> versus 16 cores for 1200 bucks. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, that, 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 that's my guess. I'm, I'm going to say 1250. I'm, yeah. I'm going to go up a little higher. Oh, you went the other yeah. direction. Yeah. 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 Usually I undercut. I'm, I'm going higher this time. I, I think but between the 8 and the 10 for Intel, I mean, yeah, that's I, 1250 I I was a doubter before Ryzen came out. You remember, I was the one going, no way it's going to be below 750 bucks. And they went in there with 500 bucks for the Ryzen 7, so I'm going to guess they're just going to double it for this, too. Just yeah. looking to kick ass and take names. <coughs> Sorry, I tried to breathe some water. <laughs> that's not a good idea, Gordon. We haven't changed biologically, so that's not advised. Uh, well, actually, uh, Daniel and YouTube. Water cooling strikes back. <laughs> <laughs> if you used air. We we have a lot of people in YouTube uh, giving their take. Uh, you know, everyone would love a thousand dollars. That would be nice. Uh, but we we got a couple people saying seven hundred. A couple people saying th uh, a thousand. Uh, Flames Tornado says uh, 600 to, to oh, 700. How do you justify 700, I, though? <laughs> like, I mean, like, realistically, how would you justify it? I don't think they would go less than 1,000 because the 18, for the flagship model I'm talking, because the 1800X is 500 bucks. And this is twice that. I don't think they would, if anything, they would add more cost to it, not take away cost from it, I think. I think 1,000 bucks is probably the realistic floor for. Right, because they have so much wiggle room currently, mm. given mm -hmm. Intel's pricing, that they could price this as you know Adam thinks at like what thirteen hundred almost, <laughs> and they could still say like, "Hey, look, you've got six more cores." But if you look at their slide, 
like if you look at the Threadripper slide that they put up, it said up to 16 cores, 32 threads. So mm. wouldn't it be wild if for 800 bucks we get a 12 core part? Yeah, I mean, yeah. that would still be mm. pretty awesome. I think it's entirely reasonable, too, because yeah. if they really do a 16, 14, 12, 10, whatever, but yeah, I could see that. That's 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 not. Yeah, that'd be nuts, wouldn't it? $800 for 12 right. cores. And it makes but, it yeah. kind of impossible for them to price it below 1000 because then you're basically squishing all of those other SKUs mm-hmm. into this like really narrow band that you can price it at. Yeah. Although, you know, it's crazy. We're sort of there now already because... It's like uh, Ryzen seventeen hundred. It's three hundred and fifty dollars, right? That's like eight core CPU, lower clocks and an eight core Intel part. But it's like it's like a third the price. So how do you argue with that? Oh, wait, did you guess? Wait, you didn't guess. I mean, in a roundabout <laughs> way. <laughs> it's two ninety nine. She'll find it for even cheaper. Don't worry. <laughs> I actually think. Um, Okay, so we're going to move on to the next segment, which would change my answer. But given what we know right now, right, like that the 10 core is $1,700, I think that AMD could go at 1100 So it doesn't seem too high above that floor we're all talking about. But this gives them a little chance to drop the price if they need to later. And it also gives them a chance to make a little money. Yeah, make an extra 100 bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well... Eh, didn't go so deep in this conversation. Yeah. The whole thing with the, their quarterly results, right? They were saying they don't expect to have crazy increase in profit for the rest of the year, which leads me to believe they're still going to be pretty aggressive on this Threadripper stuff. Hmm. So just interesting. Well, here's a... We got some good speculation from a ZR1 Gamer. He says, 700 for 10 core, 1,000 for 12, 1,200 for 14, and 1,500 for 16 cores. Uh, and he says... Uh, let me scroll up. Uh, AMD can technically charge more if they can beat Intel. I think Threadripper is Sledgehammer all over again. I don't know Sledgehammer. Yeah, did it? Yeah, yeah. We'll see, right? And and I guess that we should that this should actually take us to the next topic. Um, oh, here we go. Boom, 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 boom. Right, Core i nine. <laughs> right, which of course <laughs> we don't even know if that's what it's called, but that's what everybody's calling it um, on the internets. And the rumor mills are calling Intel's next generation high-end desktop part the Core i9, better known as Skylake X, or as some of the Google Translate um, have called it, the Google Translate of the rumor mills have called it Toothpaste Factory. Toothpaste Factory? <laughs> what? Toothpaste Factory? Please that explain. Is, that is some inside joke that I obviously yeah. am not part of. Well, it was because about maybe three or four weeks ago, there was, uh, you know, one of the 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 uh, east one of the sites out of Asia had said basically outed the parts list and and the prices and all the specs, and um, you know the the only way we could read it was using Google Translate, and it, instead oh. of the the platform is called Basin Falls on the X two ninety nine chipset. But the Google Translate called it the um, Intel Toothpaste Factory. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of like it. I kind of like it. So I asked Intel if, like, can you confirm whether Toothpaste Factory is coming out? And they're like, we have no idea what you're talking about. Sounds like something you'd ask them. Well, you got it. gave you this number? What? Toothpaste Factory. Oh, my God. They've discovered the code name, sir. (laughs) But that's crazy. Toothpaste Factory. (laughs) Uh, That's pretty good. (laughs) That makes no sense. It's not named after a river or a lake or something. It's like, it's a Toothpaste Factory. <laughs> Colgate. I like Gets that. Gets the job done. 
What are the other one? Aquafresh. That's the new. <laughs> all the new code names after. Yeah, I'm sure the, the toothpaste companies would like that. But so Core i nine is Intel's response to Ryzen. Apparently, it's been cooking up. It's, it's actually been cooking up for ever since you know because AMD's been been pushing Ryzen now for eight months. And Intel's response apparently has been, we've talked about it before, Skylake X is also what it's called, right? And that is basically, it's a it's a new high-end desktop platform uh, based on the Skylake cores, although they are slightly different Skylake cores, and I'll get to that in a minute. And, and these are all rumors still. These are all rumors. We know absolutely <laughs> nothing about yes. what's going to happen, and except that it's, it is officially called a Toothpaste Factory. I think I do know that. <laughs> Project Colgate. Project oh, Colgate. Minty fresh. Uh, and now, of course, we've just been talking about AMD's core count, and here's what Intel's going to give you. I, I want some reaction here, and I'm sure everybody knows. But um, this core, the top end Core i9, will be a 12 core part with hyper threading, so 24 threads, 1224 on the Skylake Skylake cores. Uh, 40 PCIe lanes, X299 chipset, quad channel, uh, DDR4, of course. Nobody's impressed. Nobody. Well, so that's the thing, right? When when you come out and you say sixteen cores, thirty two threads, twelve kind of sounds not as exciting anymore. Which is, yeah. <laughs> I, I, mean, I think it's unfair to Intel for me to say that, but that's the emotional response I have. The problem for me, and it'll probably change because of Threadripper and Ryzen, but it's hard for me to get super excited because of how much they charge for that ten core chip. Like when they charge seventeen hundred bucks for that ten core 17, chip, seventeen twenty three. Like, yeah, it just is like, man, are you serious? And so I'm naturally kind of leery of whatever we're talking about here because well, that was a bit excessive. Well, Brad, I mean, with Threadripper officially announced, that means there is competition. So, I mean, that is going to keep Intel from being able to charge truly whatever they want like they have in the past. So does that change how you feel about it at all? Not yet. <laughs> Intel hasn't changed anything in response to Ryzen yet. So yes. well, that's true. yeah, I was I was going to mention that they they've that been saying true. that in in the chat that uh, yeah they haven't really uh, responded to Ryzen. No, so. I read many stories in the internet that said Intel has slashed prices. Oh, slashed? Yeah, slashed you, you, prices. You, you forgot the little asterisk. So a little asterisk is like yeah. When you walk in store to Micro Center because they're having one of their deals that is slashing prices. Right, and the crazy thing, and I'm I'm just talking crap here because websites said they cut prices and they didn't they basically <laughs> the the eight core we know so the the 10 core part went from one thousand seven hundred and twenty three dollar list price it launched at about 16 you know 1699 or something and i think now it's down to like 1650 so the price of it has Ooh, gone down slash like 25 dollars left and right and none of the other parts have gone down as well although uh, kb lake i gotta say Remember when, uh, well, Skylake, when Skylake first came out, you could not find it. Even, we're talking OEM, no cooler, you couldn't find the damn thing for less than 350 bucks. And then now KB Lake, its equivalent is, I, I was down at Central and they had it for like 290 or something like something. So it's actually gotten a little more reasonable. But I don't think that's any actual price. No, it's usually, it's a retailer thing. It's yeah. pretty, and it's yeah. pretty common for like each generation. The i7 will like drop to about like 290, 300 during a good sale. Yeah, yeah. So there's there have been no so that's why so you're just you just think so what you think <laughs> you think toothpaste factory is going to come in at like nineteen hundred dollars or something like that? I wouldn't be surprised if the twelve core part is seventeen hundred bucks. 
Yeah. Like it maintains the same pricing, but it just replay adds two extra cores to the top level one. Man, you really think they could do that though? If like say our predictions about Threadripper are correct, do you think they really could get away with that? I think it's gonna be really interesting to see. Assuming these Intel parts are real, who launches what first and what the response to that's gonna be. Right. Well also I, I think they can get uh uh, they get away with it uh, also because uh, E. Lopez 580, uh, the next RX um, card coming out, uh, says that uh, Intel doesn't need to drop prices until inventory does not move. So, I mean, if they're selling, well, you know, like they don't need to necessarily compete on price if they're if they're still selling what they're selling. Yeah, but, you know, I got to say... Especially for these high-end parts where they're probably not selling a, a ton anyway. Yeah, it's a very small percentage, but these are the these are the Halo parts, and um, a lot of people judge, uh, oddly, Chevrolet on how the, you know, how fast the Corvette is, <laughs> or, you know, I, and it's, I think it's tough for them not to have to compete on price with AMD. And I do, you know, I, as much as prices have not been cut... I would, I would be surprised. They've been slashed. Slashed. They've I not would, been cut. They've been slashed. I think they're. I think when when Core i9, whatever it comes out as, um, when it comes out, I think we will see a uh, competition returning to the market as far as price. Fifteen hundred. You guys have convinced me. I'll bring it down to seventeen hundred. <laughs> <laughs> so you've gone from seventeen hundred to fifteen hundred I mean, already. It's, it's still a drop. So, Which I know. think, but it is to two extra cores, but I don't think they're going to drop things too crazily. I think part of the reason they priced the 10 core part so incredibly insanely high is so they do have some wiggle room this time around because they knew Ryzen was coming. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Hmm. 1500 still seems like. Um, I, I'm going to go with, uh, with Brad's original prediction, say 1700. So, because then, then it lets them then drop the ten core, slot in that twelve right at the at that same price. Keep keep going. All right, I, I'm gonna so I'm gonna say because I'm gonna say it before Lane does because you know, I know she's gonna lowball. <laughs> Gordon was right on the rising prices. So I'm gonna say this. twelve core core i nine, and of course, by the way, I just want to bring this up. We don't know if it's called core i nine, and everybody thought the original Gulf Town six core part was called core i nine. In fact, PC World wrote a story back then calling it <laughs> Core i9 because everybody said it was called Core i9. came out as Core i7. I think the 12-core Skylake X part is going to be $999. Hmm. $1,000. And uh, I think I think wow. it's going to go head-to-head Wait. with 16-core, $1,000. Are you, They're 12 versus, are you willing to uh, eat ooh, some paper I'm on this? Sure, yeah. I, right. I haven't eaten the other stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I think it's Intel's like, look, you know what? I know that things are still selling, you know, probably fine as far as the high end goes. But, you know, the the higher the price, a lot of people are looking at Ryzen. People are building Ryzen. People are building AMD systems that never would have built AMD systems before Ryzen showed up. Hey, so I'm, there I'm, are vendors I'm offering. I'm one of them. You're one of them. There are people offering, you know, uh, OEMs offering uh, Ryzen-based systems that never would have offered it before, right? So, you know, I think yesterday or the their financial analysts say they said that like top five OEMs have Ryzen based boxes and these are not you know, typically your Ryzen machines or your AMD machines are like, you know, two ninety nine clearance boxes, but these are not these are high end kind of gaming boxes mm-hmm. that people are selling. So I think if Intel wants to stay competitive with AMD, they have to cut prices. And I think they will. I think I really see a thousand from both of them. You know, which <laughs> gives it gives it gives them room for the ten eight six parts, right? So they can sort of they can fill so, in that. So, oh. 
but that so means return to the pricing cap that it was before the 10 core part basically yeah because it used to be a thousand bucks was would get you the latest the best right yeah but then what the 10 core is what 900 850 yeah. 800 yeah so they just shave off you know so, but that's like that's like a thousand bucks almost off but like that's between going, going from now, 1700 to you know competition <laughs> eight, is eight, good eight, for like, the market well, yeah, that's a huge cut. hopefully that's they huge listen cut. to full nerds yeah. 2016 <laughs> cp best cpu award where it went to not applicable because of that damn price <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right that's that's one of our highest listened to uh, episodes on, on SoundCloud. All right, so Gordon, I have a question for you. Yeah. Is your prediction based on the idea that whenever Skylake X comes out, it would be coming out at the same time as Threadripper? Or is that... Because I feel like, so for my prediction, I actually feel like it's really based on timing. Yeah. Right? So if Skylake X comes out first, Intel has no reason to drop their prices that dramatically. And I would be more in Brad's camp where I'm like, maybe they'd come down just a little bit to kind of acknowledge that Ryzen's popular, people are buying it, but they don't need to like severely drop anything just yet because there's nothing that's really going to compete with their 12 core. All right, so what do you... But if Threadripper comes out first, then I could see Intel having to be much more aggressive about pulling like pulling that price down into a more acceptable range. Okay, so the rumors say Intel will launch first this summer at an event, which we could guess is, you know, one of the summer uh, tech events. That's the rumor. So they will probably beat Threadripper out the door. Yeah, and if that's the case, then I don't really see the price coming down too you, heavy just yet, then. You haven't put a price down, though. The thing with Intel is they won't slash prices after they launch it, so if they're going to get aggressive, they'd probably do it right out of the gate. Mm. 1400 For the 12-core? 12, uh, 12 yeah. Core i9, Core i7. We got to do this as a Price is Right game show at some point. <laughs> I swear, we need buttons. <laughs> yeah, we need to do it. Right, okay. Come on down. Yeah. <laughs> Thousand, uh, fourteen hundred, seventeen hundred, seventeen hundred, yep, fifteen hundred for Core i nine, uh, twelve core. So, I you know I I just think yeah I think my rationale is they got these other parts they got they can't get too aggressive they can't make it a seven hundred dollars CPU because then they sort of then yeah go ahead their investors expect certain profit margins at this point too. Plus, they have a lot of parts that they have to worry about. And, and now one thing I do want to bring up here. So the rumors are um, not only will the new X299 platform support uh, Skylake X with, you know, 10, you know, 8, 10, 12 core parts. It will also support a new CPU called KB Lake X, which, um, as the as as the name implies, it's going to be based on the KB Lake core will be a quad core. And interestingly, it will have a, a dual channel memory controller. So if you slot in a KB Lake chip, you get you know dual channel. If you slot in a Skylake X chip, you get quad channel. So this is gonna be a big socketed KB Lake. Well, why would you yeah. buy a quad core? Why would you buy a quad core Extreme Edition part? Yeah. Well, I, I so this actually goes back to a conversation we had about a year ago, where the rumors were that Intel would eliminate um, the small socket, right? So our current uh, Z270. Uh, 11.5x, right? That that sort of like whole, that whole socket would go away, and then they would just reunify everybody around one one socket, 
And I like remember, AMD's doing. Like AMD's done, right? Because they just well, although I, I got to say, um, Threadripper is probably going to be. Threadripper is a bigger, it's a different socket, so you really mm-hmm. can't support. So they do have two on Threadripper. They have, you have, they have a big, they have a small. Intel has a big and small, but they're interestingly going to offer KB Lake in this big socket. So they're going to move. So are you saying they're going to move the i7s up into the big socket then and I, just leave it there, but they'll keep everything else on the small socket? Well, so the rumors would be that they would just go to one socket and. Period. Period. So and even like your <clears throat> what, like your Celerons and your Pentium. Yeah. So I, I just, I just believe that. I just don't think that makes sense because it's an expensive. You know, everything is just more expensive on that. So it doesn't make sense. But what I, what I can honestly see, uh, as we are now one year later and we have more information. What I can see is Intel saying, okay, you're an enthusiast, go X299, right? These are where you get your unlock parts. This is where you get all your, your overclocking features, all the fun stuff. You want to build a POS, you know, Pentium G, <laughs> Celeron F, you know, build the little cheap socket with the, you know, the $30 motherboard. So I sort of see the all the enthusiasts, you know, uh, unlock parts that are right now in the small socket. That will be, you know, you got to go play with it in the, in the big Ooh. sandbox. So. That's going to kind of hurt, though, because, I mean, that's pushing all your prices up for everything. Yeah, it'll be pricier for that. So, but that's I think the that's reason I don't think that Intel's going to be a thousand bucks for the 12 core chip, assuming that happens as I keep, you know, hedging, uh, because they have a whole stack of parts. Like I think you were starting to say, and if they go start, if they price this too aggressively, it's going to mess up their whole product lineup, isn't it? Yeah, but you know, I when they introduce the new stuff, the older stuff will go away. I, I think I'm sure the older mm-hmm. Broadwell uh, X99 stuff's gonna you know vanish mm-hmm. rapidly. So, um, <clears throat> I, I yeah, it is a problem. They have to to slot everything in there, but I think they can I just think they can't come out at fifteen hundred or seventeen hundred dollars, and then Threadripper shows up for you know a thousand bucks, and then they got it. Would be pretty nuts. Like you go to Origin PC or Falcon Northwest, and you're configuring your PC or whatever, and you get the option to upgrade to a 16 core AMD part for a thousand bucks, or you know a 12 core Intel part for fifteen hundred bucks. <laughs> That's you'd be like, I'm gonna take that 16 core part. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but there's still a lot of you know Intel's name is still you know gold to a lot of people, so they have a lot of brand loyalty and a lot of people still don't really believe that Ryzen is what it is so yeah I think it's that makes me just to you know meander a little bit more it's so hard not to cuss on the air by the way <laughs> people all know how much restraint it takes yes uh, good job but thank you uh but I think a lot of the weaknesses that in strengths that for, that are for Ryzen right it's really strong in productivity it's yes. weakness was 1080p gaming I think a lot of those make Threadripper potentially a stronger part because it'll be even stronger at productivity. And realistically, I don't usually buy into these arguments, but if you're buying a 16-core CPU, you're if you're looking to game, you're probably gaming at 4K or 1440p with a right. high-end card, yeah. so, which would reduce the gaming aspect. So, Yeah. Yeah, and I, I very much think this is the kind of platform for people who, you know, they do work and they play games. So mm-hmm. they work hard, they play hard. Oh, oh There's your cheesy. tagline right oh. there. Uh, and then one thing I do oh. want to bring up, I'm just going to just jam this in here, um, just so people know it's on the record. So uh, Skylake EP, which is the part that's going to be used, it's the Xeon cores. It does have AVX 512. So Yeah, that's... So that is a different... It's not because with Broadwell E, it was just, hey, just Broadwell cores jammed into a bigger socket, right? And more of them. The Skylake will actually use a different actual core that will bring AVX 512 out. And, <clears throat> you know, it's wider, more registers. 
Um, and every time, and I was, uh, and I, I could reference it at the Sysoff Sandra, they had a, a blog about, you know, moving, every time we move up from AVX, AVX2, you know, you'd get like 70 to 120% uh, performance improvement. So, um, and I'm going to, sh- I, I, and I'm going <laughs> to, I can almost predict this is what's going to happen with Intel will be saying, look at our performance in this application that supports AVX 512. And it will be like, damn, right? But of course. What? That's what AMD does with Ryzen parts for productivity, right? They're like, look, we beat the Core i5 by 300% in this Cinebench thing that can use or it. Something. Yeah. <laughs> but AVX 512, yeah, it does have to, you do have to have application support for it. So um, if you don't have it, it's not going to be there, but. I think there's a good chance on AVX 512, it's going to be a monster. Non AVX 512, 16 beats 12. So it's pretty hard to pretty hard to argue with that. I am very much looking forward to the full nerd after Computex. Yes, mm. let me just say that. Well, also because then uh, then there's E3 as well. So lots of yeah. games, lots of hardware. <laughs> Way too much to catch up. Too on. much. Oh wait, and you know what? Uh, I, I do want to. There's a question I want to because I'm I'm going to be timely about the emails that get sent to the. Wait, are we going to the Q and A? We're gonna do Q and A. Reader Q and A. All right, here we First go. First one, Bryce Boom. Jones. Uh, Bryce says, "I've been listening since episode one. Hey, expect your five dollars hey, in the mail. Thank I'm making you. that up. You will uh. not get five dollars in the mail." <laughs> Love the show on the site. Appreciate the insight, you guys. I do have a question about coil wine. I built my first PC in a long time. PC, thanks you. Late last year, Asus Z170 Pro Gaming or motherboard, 1070 dual, oh, we'll see, GTX 1070 dual GPU, uh, EVJ Supernova 750B1 PSU, hmm. and I've been plagued with GPU coil wine uh, only, uh, only during gaming. And worse, during very high frame rate cutscenes, menus, benchmarks, and things of that nature. Mm. I've tried the following. Isolated the noise uh, to the GPU. I've changed power strips, PSU cable to the wall, changing physical location circuits. I do live in an older house built in the 1950s. uh, Reverted to default BIOS configs. I have not attempted to update the BIOS uh, or any extensive component swapping reseeding. What are the actual, uh, basically, what are the actual causes of coil wine? My research indicates it's power source, PSU, PSU GPU combo, mobile components, CPU cooler, and other fan interference. Uh, can anything be done to resolve this other than to RMA it or just wear headphones? So, Coil One sucks. <laughs> uh, it's typically your GPU. Um, it can also be your power supply. I guess it can be other parts as well, but that's you know pretty rare. Uh, bef- you can't really do anything about it, like unless it's super excessive. Like, manufacturers won't accept returns on that; they won't re- swap it out for you unless it's like particularly noticeable. Uh, so you're pretty much stuck with it. Uh, one thing I would suggest doing is actually swapping out some parts. If you have two GPUs and a new power supply, you know, just kind of taking things out, starting it up. To you got to identify which parts actually doing it because it could be any of those. Then if it's really driving you crazy and you don't want to use headphones, maybe you could sell the part on Craigslist or something, you know, recoup most of the cost and get a new one. You're kind of stuck with it unless it's excessive. Huh. They don't, they don't, you just can't complain and complain and they'll swap. You can, you can try. Why not? Right. Once you can figure out what the part actually is, you can call whichever, I forget which vendor you said and said, it, uh, whoever supplied your graphics card and say, Hey man, I just bought two of these and this one's all messed up. I mean, who knows? If you're spending that much money, there's a good chance they'd say, hey, you know, we'll swap it out, maybe charge you 50 bucks or something. Who knows? But for the most part, you're often stuck with it. 
but could he do? I mean, he, remember he's running a um, 1070s in SLI. Yep. Should he disable one of them and then see if it's one card is worse than the other? I think that's worth yeah, it. That would worth work. A shot. That would work for testing. You gotta you gotta figure out which one it is. It it would probably be one of them. Yeah, if it's excessive. So so maybe if one's really bad, then he <clears> could go back to EVGA and say, hey, this one's just this. One. Right, he actually he didn't say who who sold him the cards, but he yep. could just say this one's bad. The other one's fine. Can I RMA this one, or you guys can swap out the? Yeah, power. once you can figure out what the part is. Never hurts to ask, but don't necessarily go in expecting results. But if you make a lot of noise and you make the case that, look, I just dropped $700 on two of these things or whatever, then there's a good ch- – if they have good support team, then you would hope that they would swap the parts out. Another thing, too, is that sometimes the first person you try when you talk to them may be very, like, by the book and say, I can't help you. So it also doesn't hurt to try a couple of times, maybe even three yeah. Just to see if you get someone who's sympathetic to your case. That's true. Especially, I think the fact that he has multiple of them hurt yeah. helps. Because you can say, look, man, I just bought two of these in two years. I'm going to upgrade to two more cards. I would love it to be you guys again. But if you guys don't resolve this for me, then there's no way I'd be able to spend another $1,000 on you in two more years. Right. The two years after that. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes him a lifetime customer if they treat him right. So. Yep. Although and I- a lifetime enemy if not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder if it's worth swapping the uh, power supply out. Of course, you know, unless you've got a pile of power supplies, it's probably start not with worth the GPUs. it. Start with the GPUs, especially if you've got two of them. I mean, that's that's it 90% of the time. And there's no way to fix it yourself. Like, no reasonable way. You could theoretically, like, bust it open and add weird things to electric coils, and, but you don't want to do that. Right. And he did say BIOS update, and I assume he means the BIOS in the card, not the BIOS in the motherboard. Do you think it's... Have you ever seen a BIOS update fix? None of that. One? No. no software will make a difference. Nothing's going to make a difference. It is what it is. So hopefully you can swap it out. And if not, I mean, used NVIDIA parts typically sell for pretty well secondhand still. So, yeah. I mean, if worse comes to worse, you could theoretically sell it and spend, you know, get four-fifths of your money back and spend a little bit extra to get another one. Yeah. So it sounds like the best thing is to go back to the vendor. Well, I, I think I would try seeing if one card is bad. And then go back to the vendor and say, yeah, like you said, yeah, you'll make me a lifetime customer if you do this. Make Do it right, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, Before we go any further, I want to say in the chat, uh, chat in any of your questions you have for these guys right now. We'll, we'll be reading them, um, kind of collecting them on this side. Uh, and then also, I just want to say there's a couple people saying that uh, it's a little weird that you, both you guys have uh, red shirts on, you know. Oh, people you, did notice. They did notice. <laughs> they were actually you know, talking about this before we started the show. Yeah, I think you might, uh, you might have been found out, guys. I think, well, I was going to say we should, I should change this shirt to a blue shirt, but I, oh. I didn't do it. And then maybe what we should do is start, like, I can wear blue, Elena can wear yellow. And you could wear, like, a really bright primary color shirt, too. And then people think they've tuned into a kid's show. <laughs> well, uh, they're specifically saying you guys are on Team Red. You're paid off by uh, AMD. So uh, that's what they're saying. Ah, that's what all contraire, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Red is not AMD's color anymore. Is it? No. It is for GPUs. Well, but they, no, but the Frontier cards are blue. Yeah, and Ryzen's orange, right? Uh, either way, you've been found out. You money hats yeah, uh, to it. AMD. So we're, you know, sure, come clean. Yes, yes. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> 
driving that old Camry and all your cash. Yeah. Showing yeah. It everywhere. I don't know if y'all can see it on the feed, but if you look on my conference badges in the back corner, I have both AMD and NVIDIA because... I hate and love everybody equally. <laughs> yeah, I love that you started with uh, love and not hate. <laughs> he had to stop so he didn't swear. So. <laughs> Do we, and actually, Adam, that was the only question I have, which I read timely. So if you got questions, send them to Full Nerd. The full, is it, come on, I don't even know what the hell the email is. <laughs> the Full Nerd at PCWorld.com. Uh, full Nerd or do both. One of them will bounce, one of them won't. Yes, it's, it is the Full Nerd, but... Um, Any questions from the chat? Yes. Let me find them. Because we're running out of time where we are going to get yelled at really soon here, I think. It's Friday. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Sergio says, uh, are, are you guys going to buy a Threadripper uh, personally? Do you, do you guys have any uh, any case for those? Personally, no. I don't. That's. I mean, I don't, I don't buy high-end Intel platform myself either because i'm mostly gaming and doing you know writer style work so not for me uh i have children and i'm surprised brad <laughs> didn't say this as well so i'm still rolling x79 so i don't have any of that but i actually might just for funsies <laughs> yeah Nice. Uh, so uh, Jacob Flores says, uh, with Vega's impending release, would you recommend waiting to buy low-end Vega or high-end Polaris? I tend to keep cards for fewer years, for a few years, and want what'd be the best in the long term. Depends on your budget, and you know, it, hopefully they show more concrete details of Computex, which is just a week and a half away. If that's the case. I would suggest waiting the week and a half, see if anything happens with Vega. It depends on your budget because Polaris, uh, the 580s, the, yeah, 580s, uh, they're priced at 240 bucks. So if that's what you're looking at budget-wise, wherever Vega's going to slot in, it's going to be above that. So All right. depends on your budget. If you're willing to spend more, why not wait a little bit, see what happens. Uh, e. Lopez 580, uh, what's your take on Coffee Lake? Uh, it sounds, I, um, so Coffee Lake for people who don't know, is it? Yeah. And that's not, we're not talking Canyon Lake. Canyon Lake is past Coffee Lake, right? So it's the code name for Intel's next generation part beyond KB Lake. It sounds like, uh, it's 10 nanometer, right? No, well, no, apparently Coffee Lake is, uh, it's, uh, it's uh it's it's oh, TikTok plus 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 things. So it is a stretched out better version of KB Lake, which was a stretched out better version of Skylake. I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, you know, maybe they'll jam in some new instructions, possibly. I, I don't think so. It's the same process though. Process is not gonna get there. Um, but I'm gonna guess the clocks will be nice. You know, there are rumors of them doing another part that will have crazy high clock speeds and um I think actually, you know, it's people always kind of want that jazzed up. I want a next next generation smaller process part. I don't not not going to happen. Um, you know, I don't know. It's really hard to say. We're sort of in uncharted territory right now because, you know, Intel does have competition. So I I do think it'll be faster than KB Lake. That's all I can tell you, right? So, but is it going to be enough to go like? Is it going to be enough for people to pass up on an eight core, ten core, twelve core build? I don't know. 
It is crazy how it is the first time in forever that there really is competition for Intel. Because like yesterday, Asus teased the Ryzen laptop, right? Right. And everyone's like, oh, look at this. It's a Ryzen laptop coming. When is the last time that you can remember <laughs> anybody was like, oh, man, an AMD laptop is coming? <laughs> yeah. And the thing is that it was a ROG, right? Asus Republican yeah. Gamer. So that is a yeah. high-end, high-performance yep. laptop. This is not... Tip, there are AMD laptops, but they are typically four hundred dollars, three hundred dollars, four hundred dollars. Yeah. They are not They're high in very laptops. budget, very cheesy, very budget. Yeah. Um, they usually do not compare to the really nice Intel ones. This is uh, it's a it's a, it looks like a good win for for AMD. But I I gotta say though, I mean, you know, getting back to Coffee Lake, uh, you know, gaming still, frankly, most people don't need more than a quad core, and right now, higher clocks, higher IPC is better. And, you know, yeah, there's still an argument for that. Coffee, Coffee Lake's going to be better than Kambi Lake, which is arguably the best gaming CPU out right now. So um, I, I could see an argument for that happening when it comes out. You're you're going to make some angry comments happen. I just got to, because, you know, people got to, I mean, people got to understand, like for me, I like, I like core counts. I don't play at low resolution. I don't, I'm not usually, I'm usually GPU bound anyway. So... Mm-hmm. There is an argument for it. People just got to recognize that. Yeah, KB. I, I don't know. I'm people got to admit the truth. KB Lake is faster at gaming than Ryzen. Hell, Broadwell is faster in some 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 games, right? A lot of games actually. So mm-hmm. the answer to that is complicated. And I, it's like I feel like we're lawyers here. <laughs> it depends on game optimization. It's not like it's bad. It's it's probably going to get better. Uh, I think DirectX 12 is interesting, right? So once we get more core, more core supporting games, it'll you know then you might be looking at a core being better. But we're not there yet. If you're buying for today, KB Lake, damn good platform. I don't care what anyone says. Cool. Uh, first, uh, we've we'll, we got one last question, but I want to say thank you to everyone uh, for asking in your questions. Uh, really appreciate it. The the last one's kind of a fun one. Uh, Davis Lawrence uh, asks, "What mouse is everyone rocking?" The same one that I've been rocking for a long time. Razor, I can't pull it up. It's plugged in. Razor Death Adder. It's uh, basic. I mean, it's, you know, only got a couple of buttons on the side, but I find the ergonomics so great. It's ultra responsive. It's perfect for work and play for me. So Razor Death Adder, I've had one die in the past and I immediately bought another one. Oh. Wow, that was that was actually almost like an advertisement. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it's almost like but they paid I, us. No, I, no, it's not what I'm saying. I was just saying that I'm surprised. Like it was such a ringing endorsement. For me, I mean, tangent time. To me, the most important parts of the, your PC are the things that you actually like physically touch all day, every day. So the keyboard and mouse. So they both got to be great because I work for you know whatever ten hours a day and then I play games. So it has to be great, and that one's done me right the entire time. No complaints. Nice. All right, so I I am going to recommend a mouse here. I just want to make sure I've got it. Although they don't even sell, can you still get them? I still use a Logitech G9. Oh I yeah, just, the the shape of it, classic. It's a true classic. They of course replace it with a G9X. That's it's an awesome mouse, and I will say, um, for people who don't, you know, because you you always get the people like ah, it doesn't matter. You could use whatever cheap mouse because like that's not actually true. Uh, I had Will Smith years ago, who was a big you know believer in, in gaming my seat getting me jiggy a, with it will smith getting yeah. jiggy with it <clears throat> he gave me yeah Just kidding the wrong, wrong will singer smith. wrong will smith <laughs> the more famous one. Oh wait no that's not true um 
And, you know, I went from my in Microsoft and Telemouse, right? Because everybody's like, yeah, Telemouse. Oh, I remember that one. With the blue I laser. Like, I have right? like five of those. No, the big, the big fat one, right? Oh, the okay. red laser. It wasn't a, it was just an LED, I think. Oh, okay. But uh, I still have like five of those. But no, I, once I went to a gaming mouse for actual gaming, can't beat it. So even for general use, gaming mice are better, I think. <laughs> as long as it fits your hand. So uh, the little tiny embarrassed smile is because one, uh, I'm considered a dirty console gamer in these parts. So I don't use a mouse for gaming. And I can hear everyone just tuning me out all across the internet right now. It's um, okay. I actually just use the Xbox controller on my PC most of the time. <laughs> High five. Um, but I actually use a G302, a Logitech, for just everyday stuff um, when I'm not using my special ergonomic stuff at work because, you know, repetitive stress injuries. Nice. Yay. Oh my god. The Logitech G9X laser mouse is $256.87 at memoryforless.com according oh, to Google. Wow. Is $110 on eBay? Yeah, for the G9X. Oh wow. Jeez. And I only have the G9. Uh, oh man, they stopped making it? Which one uh what is it? The the one with the swappable parts, Logitech G902, I think it is. The gaming mouse where you can swap out the weights and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, Hayden, who was our mouse guy, that's his favorite, just in case anybody was wondering. Huh, he nice. tons of mouses, that's his favorite by far. So Nice. So actually, at, at home, uh, I have uh, two setups. <laughs> My everyday tasks, uh, especially for work, I'm a trackball guy. I love uh, Kensington trackball, like the, the, the big guy with the buttons oh. and everything. Oh, yeah. Uh, but then I have a Razor Death Adder right next to it for, for gaming. Good band. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> so, and, and then also use the game pad. So I've, I've got multiple ways to control, but also then I, I have two headsets, uh, <laughs> hooked up cause I use a real nice mixing headphones for like work projects. And then I have the wireless, um, uh, I can't, I can't remember USB. who it was. Yeah. The USB, the wireless ones uh, so for you, gaming. Do you swap, then you plug in your, uh, USB headset when you're playing games uh actually no so i can route system audio uh mostly through the through the the, the wireless headset uh and then the uh pro applications like premiere you can actually set it to a completely different thing that's oh. not your system audio so you know when i know i'm going to do some work I, I just put those on and then you know like i don't have to switch anything it's all ready did we ever i've, I've got i've got two headphones too i've got music headphones and gaming headphones oh, okay nice I, I i thought i was a weird one actually i'm really curious about that because you know, the prevailing rule of thumb right now on the internet is that you don't need to buy a gaming headset. You just buy a good set of like studio headphones and you buy like a standalone mic and you're all set. So why do you actually switch over to a gaming headset? Uh, well, I mean, we had, I wish I could remember. It's, it's whatever those are back there. Um, that's very descriptive. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we have them back there. Uh, are the, those the, the Corsairs guys. or... Oh, those are Astros. It looks yes, like. yes, oh, Astro A fifties is 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 what we have or what what I have because uh, uh, I, I was kind of testing them out because I've never had wireless audio. So for me, it's like okay, how how is wireless audio? Like is is it good? Um, and then through the uh, through my my mixing headset, I'm actually using the Sound Blaster, the CXR. Uh, the to test that out so i'm kind of you know doing testing uh but it also kind of works out nice you know i mean for for gaming though I, so for high-end mixing you want open ear uh, so that you can still kind of hear stuff around you. For gaming, I want closed ear. I I, I, I want to be in it. So that's why I would say I kind of don't agree with that because I, I like I like closed ear for gaming. So mm. anyway, 
long-winded. Yeah, we should, we actually do have to revisit the sound card versus USB audio. You should. I've been testing it. I still. Yeah, I've been testing it too, actually, and I'm hoping to write it up soon in an article on PC World. But I've been doing nice. hoping to do that for months. So oh, okay, we need to, we need to save <laughs> that because man, we we'll know, loop it's around. Like, it's like we've already we're gonna we are gonna talk about that in future episodes. So yeah, I've. Have some interesting findings, personally. So, yeah, <laughs> I would love to. Now I want to know, damn it! <laughs> Don't spoil it. All right, all right. That's the last last question, so I'm going to yeah, take this out. Uh, yes, and so check out check. Oh, gee. <laughs> check back in two weeks for your fix of PC talk on the full nerd for audio no. listeners. What? Two weeks from now is Computex. Check back in three weeks. S- no, three weeks is E3. Check back nope, at some weeks. point in the future. <laughs> check back in the future for your fix of PC talk. Hot news out of Computex and E3 on the full nerd. The world will be different. I think on the other side of E3 and Computex. For audio listeners, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Send questions and comments to the full nerd at PCWorld.com. Yes, we did read one today, so we are reading them. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung. We're Brad Charkas. Adios. Elaine Yee. Bye, everyone. And Adam Patrick Murray. Uh, thanks again, every guy, everybody. Don't forget to go out and buy uh, forks so you can pick them up at your Spoon. local place. <laughs>